No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalms 112 and 113. These celebrate the many blessings that come to righteous people. We give the Lord praise, for there is no one else like Him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. In these times in which we live, what do you suppose the wisest thing is that we can do? Psalm 111 ends by saying that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That is, we don't even start to get smart until we start to fear God. Now that's true in any age. And as we come to Psalm 112, this psalm celebrates the many blessings that come upon the person who does fear the Lord. Psalm 112, praise the Lord, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Now it's an acrostic psalm, meaning that each line begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. The one who fears the Lord and who delights greatly in his commandments is truly blessed. That's not speaking of someone who grudgingly obeys the Lord, like when you tell your child to clean his room, but one who genuinely sees the value of the Lord's commandments and delights in doing them. That person can expect the Lord's blessings. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. And so because he passes down a legacy of righteousness, his children are blessed in their endeavors and are numbered among the mighty on earth. They succeed where others fail because they have a good foundation. Now we should point out that not all of the blessings named in this psalm come to every person who fears the Lord. There are exceptions. And in the case of children, there are prodigals who come from godly homes. But in the long run, the person who fears the Lord is much more likely to be blessed in these ways than the person who does not fear the Lord. So you could say that these are probabilities and not necessarily promises. Now, wealth and riches will be in his house. Not every righteous person receives wealth and riches, but certainly there are spiritual riches that freely rain down upon the one who fears God. And these are better by far because they are eternal. And those who diligently follow God's wisdom and commandments, well, they often also prosper materially. According to 1 Timothy 4.8, Paul said, Godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Now, rather than living life as a yo-yo, good today, bad tomorrow, the person who fears the Lord makes steady progress in righteousness. We become more like Christ as we are being sanctified by the Word and the Spirit over time. This process continues until Christ appears to take us to heaven, and then we shall be like Him. And we will continue in this glorified state forever. So the best is yet to come. 
Now, how many times do we pass through seasons of darkness in this life? Maybe it is the valley of the shadow of death. Nevertheless, the Lord is our light to guide us through the night. Finally, this person who fears the Lord is gracious, full of compassion, and righteous. And that happens because God is working these things in us. God is gracious, so he makes us gracious. He's full of compassion, and so we have compassion for others. And the Holy Spirit is working the righteousness of God in us. Verse 5, a good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. So this man graciously lends. He's not tight-fisted, but he liberally gives to those who are in need. Jesus tells us to lend, hoping for nothing in return. And then our reward will be great. He guides his affairs with discretion. The person who fears God acts in integrity in all things. He manages his business affairs with discretion. He pays his bills on time. He treats others the way he would want to be treated. He's a good employer. People who fear God are most trustworthy in business. And if they claim to be Christians but are not trustworthy, then they don't really fear God. He trusts the Lord in evil days. Now, evil days will come to the righteous as surely as they come to the wicked. The one who fears God may receive evil tidings. Certainly that happened to Job. But he does not fear such things because he trusts in the Lord fully. He believes that God loves him and is working all things together for good on his behalf. Now, that's why Job could say the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The heart of the righteous is established in the Lord. He has found his sure footing on the rock. He has taken shelter in the protection of the Almighty. And he won't be moved by circumstances because he knows in whom he has believed and is convinced that he is able to keep everything he has entrusted to God until that day. Nothing can steady the nerves like a heart that has been established by faith in the Lord and in his promises. And he is not afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. Now, if we fear God, we don't need to fear man. And we can rest in the Lord and entrust our circumstances to him and even our desire on our enemies. Now, that doesn't mean we're seeking personal revenge, but we entrust our enemies to God until he brings justice and upholds the righteousness of our cause. Verse 9, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. So the righteous disperse abroad. They disperse their blessings far away and not just close by. Now those can be material blessings, but more importantly, they are spiritual blessings. And this current pandemic has opened the doors of opportunity for ministries 
to teach the word and share spiritual blessings, not only to their own congregations, but also online to the entire world. He has given to the poor. He remembers not only the economically poor, but also the poor in spirit. And as he has freely received from God, he freely gives. His horn will be exalted with honor. The horn speaks of the strength of an individual. God honors those who honor him and he strengthens them. Now, when the wicked see the blessings bestowed upon the righteous, they will be grieved. That may be because they are envious of the righteous or because their evil schemes have failed to succeed. They see the desire of the righteous being fulfilled while their desire perishes and blows away like the wind. They can do nothing except gnash their teeth. Now, as we come to Psalm 113, this is known as a Hallel or a praise psalm, and it is the first of six. So Psalms 113 through 118 are considered the Hallel Psalms, and they all begin with the Hebrew word Hallelujah or praise the Lord. They were sung at the three annual feasts of Israel, Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles, and also at the New Moon Festivals. Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. There's nothing better we can do as servants of God than to give the Lord praise for he is deserving. We have so much to praise the Lord about. You know, at the first home Bible study that I ever taught, Cindy and I would commute out of town about 30 minutes and we went to a home and there was the owner of the house who, when we would give opportunity to pray at the end of the study, uh, he would always just say, Lord, thank you for my health. I, I never forgot that because that is something I just easily take for granted. Good health. And you know, there are so many things so many blessings that we can take for granted. I don't know why God puts up with this because we have a knack of ignoring a thousand things that are good and right and focusing on the one thing that's wrong that we don't like. God forgive us. Better to count our blessings and bless the name of the Lord accordingly. Now he says, from the rising of the sun till the time that it goes down, the name of the Lord shall be praised. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. And we could do this continually from sunrise to sunset. You don't have to spend the entire day in your prayer closet, if you have such a thing. As you drive in the car, you can praise him for his goodness and his mercies. It will fill your heart with joy and draw you nearer to the Lord. The Lord is high above all nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who dwells on high, who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth? God is high above all nations. They may not be aware of it, but God is higher than they are. He is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them to whomever he chooses setting over them the least of men, according to Daniel 4. His glory is even above the heavens, meaning that the entire universe cannot contain it. So who is like the Lord our God? No one compares to him. He is the creator, eternal and omnipotent, 
All the idols and gods of the nations are false, but he is the one true God. And yet he humbles himself to attend to the little needs of his creation. He even numbers the hairs on your head. Jesus condescended to live with his people and to be the servant of all. He cares about the things we care about. God knows our needs even before we ask him. He raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap that he may seat him with princes. With the princes of his people, he grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children, praise the Lord. So raising the poor out of the dust, lifting the needy from the ash heap. I think of Job, who was after everything was taken away from him, including his health. He was on the ash heap, but God lifted him up and restored him. He seats the poor with princes. In Ephesians, we are told that we who believe in Jesus Christ have been seated with Christ in heavenly places. And he grants the barren woman a home. Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Hannah, and Elizabeth are examples of barren women who bore children that became mighty in the kingdom of God. These women have received an eternal home in the hall of faith. And the psalmist concludes, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Truly, he is worthy of our praise. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalms 114 and 115. These reflect on the Lord's miracles in delivering Israel from Egypt, and they compare our God with the world's idols. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.